Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome into the Bear Dean, everybody. My name is Matt Workman. I'm joined as always. By Joe Goodman. Joe, how are you doing over there in Houston? Oh man, in Houston, it's I it's you know normal July 10th for us here, which is very comfortable, hot, so. very comfortable weather. I mean, hey man, I I won't lie though. I spent all day yesterday up on the lake. You know, I was either I was either in a pool or I was driving a boat from about 10 30 to six o'clock yesterday. So I it's a good I, life. I mean, that's 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 a good day. Yeah, it was a great day, man. Like it was, it was an epic day. Teddy had a blast. Friends had a blast. It was over at the in-laws' house, so, um, so that was epic. And then went to work today. Kind of lame, but tomorrow is the last day of work I have this week before we're off for three days because we're going to media days this week, Matt. Yes, Wednesday, Big Twelve media days starts. That's whenever. I think that's the most, that's the biggest things that we want to see. Like Texas is there, Baylor's there, you know, the big, big names. <clears throat> so yeah, Wednesday um, is definitely the better of the two days. Yeah. So um, your mark is like his official press his, conference. Yeah, is Wednesday. yeah. That's whenever his press conference starts. I think the, on day two, they have like the officials give their little like presentation, the head of yeah. officials or something like that. So any rules changes and things like that will, will be going on at that time. So. But yeah, so I think Wednesday is like it's the opening, it's the big day. So I'm looking forward to that for sure. Yeah, I I cannot wait. So just gotta get through the work day tomorrow, drive up to Waco, picking you up, then we're heading to Dallas. If anybody's there, let us know. Let's meet up. And yeah. as always, if there's any questions you want, we were discussing today, like one of our strategies may be find find a player who's not getting asked any questions and then just bombard them with Star Wars questions. That's it. I'm gonna say. Remember that time when uh, Luke Skywalker like killed uh, the Emperor with Darth Vader? Wasn't that cool? I, that was cool. I remember that. That's what that's Do you remember my, the time Han shot first. Yeah. Remember the time they hit uh, Boba Fett into the Starlight Pit? And then it turned out he didn't die. Yeah. That's it. That's what I think. That's my questions. There we go. Those, that's the questions. Those are official college official football. Ba- 
Big yeah. 12 media days. The one year it'll be a 14-team league with Texas and Oklahoma involved. Yes. And they're letting they're letting us in. <laughs> I'm looking I'm looking at my screen right now and there is no video of Matt. There is literally just a picture of a tie fighter on my computer screen right now. That's that's what Matt's picture is. So. I literally have a tattoo of Darth Vader's helmet on my arm. <laughs> so that's where my head's at most of the time. That's where Darth Vader's head's at most of the time Always. as well. <laughs> um so yeah, speaking of college football. It's kind of um, – I'm kind of in college football mode. So I know there's a lot of like – I know Baylor added a a JUCO basketball player today, and there's other other sports news going on. I think the home run derby is going on right now. But um, I'm kind of like zoned in on previews and college football. So with yeah, all that baseball, said, like college baseball is over now. We're officially yeah. into like the full college sports offseason, which means – that's yeah. just football prep time. And really Big 12 kicks it off with their media days because they're the first one. Yeah. Um this is great. I love it. Yeah, but there but there was some and football they released, news. And they released all the, the you know, the all Big 12 team. They released the the preseason uh yeah. rankings essentially. Uh we will cover that uh later this week when we do we're gonna do a show from from Big 12 Media Days. So we're gonna cover that stuff there. So we're not just skipping over. We we know it happened, but yeah, like the Big Twelve, they really—I I really think they were going to release that at Media Days. They released it last week. Um, there are two articles about each one of those, well, each one of those things on rdailybears.com, written by yours truly. Head over there and, and read them. Absolutely, but yeah, the Big Twelve's I think doing a really good job right now of just kind of staying relevant, staying in the media, having things to talk about. Um, they announced, you know, the 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 officials. Alliance that we that we've got going on with yeah. you know the American the Mountain WAC West. and I think somebody else Mountain West yeah the Mountain West um you know so they're they're staying in the news they're staying relevant and they're staying for positive reasons um which is I think a big plus because it's easy to fall into the negative side of things for sure as we've seen from a school in the Big Ten you know yes. if we're if we're staying on that if we're staying on that uh, college football train there was some news today out of out of illinois uh, from northwestern university matt what happened up there so there was some there's a story that broke over the weekend from the i guess it was the school newspaper in their northwestern the the university paper about incidents of hazing that were going on had been going on at northwestern um and the school had did like an internal investigation and it came out. This is thing I read about, it, I think Saturday or Sunday, I saw that uh, Pat Fitzgerald was, who's the head coach of Northwestern. He was, you know, given like suspended for like two weeks without pay or something of that nature. And my first thing was like, well, it's the, it's the middle of July. I mean, you, you, it's not like it's that, that's, that's a weak punishment. If he did something, if he had knowledge of something going on within his program, but then it came out later, like one player said it was an anonymous tip of there's a whistleblower, of course. But then the second player corroborated what he had said. They had all these kind of like hazing rituals where they would do things and sometimes it was of a of a sexual nature with with players who mess up in practice. They had something like the Shrek's list or something of that na- that ilk. And it it was said like Pat Fitzgerald would mark players like there is a certain like clap over your head 
action that they did whenever he would did do one over a player and it would kind of mark them as like there they're gonna get um hazed into where like they they would put them in in a dark room somewhere in the facility and then players would come in wearing masks and do like some dry humping on these players against their will and there's something called the car wash which had to do with naked people in a shower and so it was just a lot of like uh, a lot of a lot of i would say over the top yeah and over the top things and like it is part of is when it's a male dominated sport like football there's a lot of locker room culture things that happen that a lot of this stuff when i when i heard about it i was like all that sounds believable like and yeah not out of the ordinary at all and what i wasn't it was it doesn't make it necessarily right no and and, and i think no. a, a lot of times what happens is you fall into like that trap of like well i went through it so i'll do it to somebody else and then it's like oh yeah but now we're all super close but no like it didn't make you feel uncomfortable but it made somebody else feel uncomfortable and you've created yeah. an environment that's just not really welcoming or safe for the other people yeah and i think that's kind of the point like part of it is I, i'm sure you played you played sports in high school i played sports yeah. in high school i'm sure both of us went through different you know same maybe different but some some there's some of, type of, of hazing that went on but when it's kind of over the top and it's almost being encouraged by the the leadership of the team as a whole there there is some disparity dis- action that should be expected yeah and it's it's it kind of bleeds into like there's a lot of like fraternity culture that does the same thing when you're mm-hmm. pledging for a fraternity you you have to do something yeah, I knew some guys that were in frats i i heard i heard yeah. plenty of stories and then the, the thing about pat fitzgerald is like uh, years ago the players tried to unionize and it was essentially it was just like killed by the administrative athletic department and he you know he was on the record saying like their culture um they don't need that the union players to come together and make a group because their culture they have good leadership and all that stuff all the while if this is going on i mean it's well and i think people believed him too consider yeah that's one of like, the toughest places in the country to win and, and yeah. it's not we're it's fitzgerald hasn't gone there and, and done great things he's done great th- things for northwestern standards yeah um so i think a lot of people are like oh yeah there's a guy that consistently takes northwestern to bowl games okay cool yeah he must he must be right and i i loved pat fitzgerald when he played in college as a player he was a, a linebacker he, he he was in northwestern the same four years that I was in high school and he had, he, we wore the same number. I did Uh, our school was purple. He was purple. So I really like, I loved him whenever I was in high school. Um, I've grown to not to dislike him as a football coach, just basically his basic uh, outlook towards the sport. He's a very old school type of guy, which makes sense. Based on yeah. how they play football, how he played football in college, uh, how he kind of run his program, he's like the opposite of what you would call innovative, at least offensively. Very good, probably defense defensive coach, but um, he's a Northwestern guy through and through. I, yeah, but I don't think Fitzgerald is going to be quoting the the Berenstain Bears anytime soon. Uh, no, no. Huh. 
I don't think that's going to be happening. No, he put out a statement saying he's 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 getting legal representation. Like, like if our buddy Fank had said on Twitter, is like, this doesn't end here. I mean, we've we've been through this before. Yeah, like there's gonna be and more we're going to- through it right now in basketball right now too. Did you? Speaking of coaches with legal representation, there's other college news that's outside of football. But did you did you see what's going on? Oh, Bob Huggins. Yes, this is wild. <laughs> They're like, he. I read his tweet where he resigned. That statement. Now he's claiming he that was falsified. He didn't put out that statement. He never resigned, and he wants to be reinstated. Um, I don't think that's going to be happening. And to me, this oh, is just a ploy. West Virginia as an athletic department. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's the big officer fire in the country. And they have a new, they have a new AD. So, I mean, a lot of this was the old ADs doing. Um, Because I don't know what Huggins was allowed to get away with. Did you, before we go any further, did you see the tweet a few weeks back from right after he got fired? So Huggins, so for, I don't know if we've covered this extensively. So if you're not in the know on Bob Huggins at West Virginia, um, a, a number of weeks back, there was audio that was released of him doing a radio interview, I think yeah. in Cincinnati on a station there, where he used two times in the interview um, the the F word, not the not the curse word, but the Derogatory slur towards sexual orientation. For gay um, men. Yes, and used that F word twice in a radio interview. That got him in some hot water. He got suspended and just like I feel like it was just days after that happens. The guy gets pulled over for DUI had blows like way over the limit. And he had a, a bag that was full of like empty beer cans in, in his car. Yeah. And he was in Pittsburgh. He resigned he in, before the school could fire him. He thought he was in a different city. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't even know where he was, but so he's, he's no longer the coach at that point. His daughter tweeted out. I don't know if you saw this, but it was like, you guys don't know everything like very much defending her dad claiming he wasn't an alcoholic and i think she mentioned in the tweet like how much she likes to have a beer and kick back um but she tweeted out i think a picture of the bag of the empty cans and she was like it's not even all beer cans and she was right there was like three it was like 12 Bud Light can, three Coke Zeros. It's kind of what I remember the, the ratio being. Yeah. But technically, she said they weren't all beer cans. That's a but lot. Her excuse for her dad, get this. Her excuse for her dad was that he was an avid can recycler and would go everywhere that he could and, 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 and find cans so that he could recycle them. And that anybody that knew her dad would have known that that's the case. And that's why he had all these beer cans in his car. Was he was just simply recycling. Yeah, because Bob Huggins really strikes me as the guy to care about the climate and recycling <laughs> of everything I know about yeah, him. But yeah, you're right. He's he's not, and I believe he's not even saying that it was the the his statement. I think he's saying his wife sent it. Yeah, I did read that. He did blame his wife. Yeah, he's blaming his wife for it. This is wild stuff. I mean, to I me, told this my is buddy yesterday. I told my buddy yesterday that the the only way that this story could get any crazier is if he didn't say that his wife sent the statement. He said something like, uh, I sent it, but I was drunk when I did. He should have. That would be even better. I think this has to be just a, a tactic. 
in like some kind of like to come to some kind of like agreement because I'm thinking West Virginia is trying to fire him for calls and not pay him any money. You have to get fired to get your to get your buyout. If you resign, you don't get your buyout. Yeah. So like this has to be this is a ploy to say I didn't resign. Yeah, I'm wondering if he just didn't know that and his accountant came to him and was like, by the way, you gave up twenty million dollars. <laughs> yeah. So but even if they say but they could fire him for a cause and not have to pay him a buyout. Right. It's only if he he was fired for, you know, performance, performance. then he would get it. Yeah. Yeah, but like to me, this is just he's not really not trying to get reinstated. It's so odd to me what's he's, happening, you know, like, yeah, it's so I don't I don't get it. I don't understand what well, the thing, I mean, I don't know what to say. Like if they if West Virginia, says, you would have known this. the day, the next day, Matt. It's been a week since he resigned. Or it's, been, it's been a minute. True. It's been a minute since he yeah. resigned. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, I would think like if his wife did send in a letter and West Virginia took it in good faith, this resignation letter you would he would have come out the next the day the next said, day i did not resign <laughs> yeah i what are you people talking about i mean no, they I did a search and hired another coach interim coach <laughs> like, they talked to multiple people and he said nothing it's just so out of nowhere like what what is it's like he woke up one day i'm wondering if he really did wake up and it's not about the money he's just like no nah, i'm bored I have I've also back. heard from someone who has like connections in like Big Twelve basketball circles that West Virginia has like is not concerned because they got all kinds of stuff on Bob Huggins. Oh yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. And least. they're not concerned one bit about this. There's like yeah, no, dude, you quit. You gave us the out we needed. We were gonna fire you anyway. What what's the reason you want us to pick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I feel too. So. Yeah, we got that going on. So yeah, it's a uh, weird times. <laughs> Off. This is the off-season news cycle. It's it's just when when these coaches get uh, I, I, idle hands or the devil's playthings. Oh, Pac-12 still doesn't have a media deal, and uh, but it's coming, Matt. It's coming. I know. Yep, that's what I keep hearing. But someone does have a media deal. That's a Big Twelve. Of which TCU is a member, so let's let's jump into TCU. Do and, we have to? Well, nobody wants to talk about TCU. TCU doesn't even want to talk about TCU. Nobody's happy about TCU. TCU's nobody got likes TCU. A lot of stuff going on. Yeah, but uh, I mean, like, like they let's let's just recap real quick, okay? Like, why why everybody please. hates the Horn Frogs? All right, because let's say you're a Baylor fan. You know, or an SMU fan, or maybe even a tech fan. You know, you just already hate TCU. We, I don't, I don't need a reason. I hate them. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't need a reason to hate to hate them. Then, let's say you're everybody else in the country that's not a TCU fan. Maybe you liked them. Maybe you were indifferent on them. But two things happened. Um, they shit the bed in the national championship game against the team that everybody wanted them to beat. So we had to watch Georgia win another national title. So everybody's pissed off at them about that. Then they went out during the offseason and they hired Kendall Bryles to be their offensive coordinator. Um, so everybody hates them for that too. And then if you're a TCU fan, you hate your you hate your own team 
because a you hired Kendall Bryles in the offseason and b you got royally destroyed in front of everybody in the national championship game right after also not winning the big 12 so they, it's like the biggest letdown that a TCU fan could have ever had I don't care what you say I don't care like I don't want to hear the moral victory horn frog fans out there I know deep down you're embarrassed by what's your team and you're really pissed off at them so nobody likes being a TCU fan right now I'm kind of like you know wallowing in that right now like I'm very very happy that it sucks to be a TCU fan but they still broke my heart last year we still haven't beaten them in a minute and um, they still made it to a national championship game or something that I haven't done. So I'm doing a little bit of hating from outside the club right now. I don't care. I still hate them. And I did pick Baylor to finish above them in the big 12 this year, even if everybody else in the media had what, what I had flipped TCU just above Baylor, but we'll talk about that more later this week when it comes to the rankings. But yeah, that's that's TCU's offseason in a nutshell. You 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 poop the bed harder than anyone in the history of college football has in the biggest game that your program has ever played. And and then you follow that up by going out and hiring one of like, you know, the 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 top deputy for one of the worst football coaches morally that's ever existed on the planet. Yeah, and the thing about that whole situation was it's not like his offenses were like tearing up the SEC. No. Or at Florida State before then. I mean, no. his last, what you would call they were su- good. successful. They're, they're okay. But that uh, that offense, and we've I think most Baylor fans that have been around for a while have talked about this. Like That offense was revolutionary in 2009, 2010, 2011, 2012. And then it hit its peak, I would, I would argue, in 2014. Well, and then kind of after that, people figured it out. Well, there's people that it's still, still do a good it. offense. Like Tennessee runs it. It's just yeah. a variation of it. And that's Oklahoma, the thing is that Oklahoma it's, runs it's it. It's been grabbed on by most of college football to a certain degree. Yeah. So defenses, defenses, you know, kind of understand how to how to play against it. Well, the whole they there's a whole defense that was made to to basically stop those types of offenses, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Iowa State comes to mind to like their whole defensive three, three, scheme. Five was made to stop spread offenses like the Baylor offense, also like the air raid, things like that, but which which are the Baylor offense is just an offshoot of the air raid. It's a little variation of different things, but the the basic premise is is the same what you want to do is we're going to spread spread the defense out. Yep. Create space. Um but that's uh but yeah, I mean, this isn't like you said. This isn't 2011 or 12 or 13. This is 2020. This is 10 years later. So like, it's not yeah, Robert Griffin won the Heisman 12 years ago. This isn't innovative at this point. It's just it's your standard college offense. Yes. And there are so... other people out there that I think. Let, let, let's be real. Let's be real for a second. You know, uh, Sonny, good friends with Art, knows Kendall yes. well. This yes. is not the first Art acolyte that's on the team. Their director of strength, I, I, their strength and conditioning coach. I don't know if he's the assistant AD. What what his exact title is, but and he has something to do with strength and conditioning on the team. Is Art Briable's former strength and conditioning coach, Cas Kazadi. Um, if you go back and read the articles, was often known as the guy that was involved with like quote unquote internal punishment when a kid would get in trouble for certain things. So, um, you know, like this is 
this is the second kind of person from the Bryles regime that's been brought into the TCU fold. And there are a number of TCU fans who have been, you know, raising the banner and saying like, Hey, this is not okay. These aren't the kind of guys that we want representing our school. Like, and I, you know, and I, yeah, I do appreciate those guys that are out there. I'm not going to act like their fan base is over here excited about this. Cause I think the overall reaction I've seen has been like, why did we have to do this? And that's kind of what it is. It's kind of like, ah, Really? Why? Well, I Why? Think from the, Why him? From the people that we would follow, there, there's a large portion of their fan base. There, just are, like, there are plenty that just are, like that the are trying to explain it away. That is correct. Uh, former players. And I've seen them tweet things out that are explaining it away. Um, who played against Kendall as a, when he was at Baylor. Mm-hmm. They're trying to explain it away. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. He coached with Art. They're on the same staff at Texas Tech. He knows Kendall probably since he was very young. Um, I believe their families are like, aren't just like, Hey, we coach together close. I think they're yeah. very close. And so like that part of it, I understand it intellectually. It's just, I just don't think it's a good decision. Cause of what he brings along with him. I don't know if the risk is worth the reward. Right. There are plenty of talented guys you could have brought in to be your offensive coordinator. Choosing him is just, it blows me away, especially there, there. You That's know, just like, he just wanted Arkansas, out of Arkansas. Fine. Seems nobody, like. nobody cares. Nobody you play cares. But here with what you, what your own fan base has said about the guy over the last 10 years or so. I, I don't know. I don't get it. Let's, but we can talk about it all day. It's stupid. Yeah. TCU, you, you've, you had all of the goodwill in the world from the grander college football community, and all you did was shit it away. Congratulations. It sucks to be a horn frog. Let's talk about your 2023 schedule. Hats off to Parker and the Purple Theory podcast. They, uh, good. Parker, Parker is good people. Yeah. I like Parker. So right, let's Matt, get into let's this. In. TCU 2023 coming off. Um, Probably their best season ever. They had a twelve and zero regular. No season doubt. Last year. Well, I, I don't know. They did have like an undefeated near in the Mountain West. <laughs> they were like yeah, okay, eleven and zero yeah. or something like that. When they beat Boise State in the uh, Fiesta Bowl or whatever, they did beat Wisconsin. They beat JJ. They West beat Wisconsin, Wisconsin in the, the Rose Bowl. And yes, when they had that Rose Bowl, that that's a great team. Yeah, that was. And then Andy Dalton did nothing. Um, anyway, I'm still kicking around. So yeah, I don't like Andy Dalton. He went to. He's from my hometown. Oh. Anyway, um, let's dive into their 2023 schedule. Yeah, as I said, they're national runners up. They they won they went they won 12 straight, and then they lost two or three to end the year. Lost the Big 12 title game and the national championship game after beating um, Michigan. So um, I guess they can they can hold on to that that they won a semifinal game. Uh, but starting in 2023, TCU has the honor of being the first team to play against the Colorado Buffaloes with Neon Dion. Deion Sanders as their head coach. Um, as we all know, Deion Sanders coming over from Jackson State University um, to coach at Colorado. Lots of hype around him. Uh, he's done a, a turnaround job on the roster there at Colorado, the likes of which college football has never seen in a single offseason, I don't think. Um, but, Matt, is there more hype than there is, you know, actual meat to what Colorado can do this year? Um, and do the Buffaloes have a shot at winning on the road in Amon G. Carter Stadium? This is going to be it's going to be a hot game. It's going to be uh, September second, 
at 11 o'clock. So it's going to be, you know, it's a day game. 11 to, to 3 is when this game is probably going to be played. Yeah. In Amon G. Carter Stadium in Fort Worth. Does Colorado have a shot in this one? Does Dion, does Dion start 1-0? and Or does Sonny Dykes start his season off with a Power 5 win? Yeah, Colorado is not going to be much better than they were last year, this year. So I got have this as a TCU win. You got this as a TCU win. I am throwing out an early season Sonny Dykes loss here. I'm throwing out a hangover loss. I'm throwing out that Colorado is going to be super hyped to play. Colorado was 1-11 um, last year. I'm aware. Upset happen every year. Also, who's going to be like, I don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be for TCU this year. So like you know that this is how this is how this podcast rolls. We're making game predictions. And we don't really even know that much. It's just it's about vibes, baby. Um, yeah, like Chandler Morris, isn't that the probably Chandler Morris? Yeah, I would assume so. But who knows? Maybe he doesn't win the job. Um, you know, he was supposed to be the starter last year, and then Max Duggan took him to a national championship. He got, game, so. he got hurt. Let's be fair. Um, no, I don't have to be fair. It's CCU. <laughs> um, and it's Chandler Morris. I hate him. <laughs> we should. He go, playoff, is he from your it. town too? No, no, oh, he's okay. just the one that kept Baylor out of the playoff. Oh, I like just hated everyone from Katie. No, I like most people from Katie. I just don't like quarterbacks that that lose state championship games to South Lake Carroll. Okay, um, this is an old old wound we've opened here, folks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I'm going to take a win here for Colorado. Just because I think there's going to be it's going to be one of those like stupid like hype games, you know, where like you know this it, 2002. It's going to be super hyped. The They're, 2002 yeah. Houston Texans as an expansion team, maybe don't, the worst no. offensive line in history, and don't, David Carr do quarterback. Don't do this. Beat the Cowboys in See? the first game they ever played. <laughs> like that's this kind of game. Do you remember that, Matt? When the Cowboys lost to the Texans in their first game ever? Oh yeah, I yeah. I remember that. Tight end Billy well. Miller that year. Ugh. All right, David so Carr. We got we we're already off. We're already off here to like a good start of 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 not agreeing with each other. So good. I got a loss. You got a win. Um, next up, we have the Nichols Colonels coming in. Um, I'll just say it. I have this as a win for TCU. I don't think they're going to be challenged yeah. by Nichols. Uh, same here. All right. So I'll, I'll put a win down for both of these. Next up, we have the University of Houston and Matt. We have already talked about this one. We both picked um, when we did our Houston preview in our kind of big, glorious um, three-for-all uh, newbie edition episode. We both picked TCU to win this game. So I will put us both okay. down with a TCU win. So now you have TCU starting 3-0. and I have them starting 2-1. and And we head into what I believe is called, what is it, the, the frying pan or whatever? I, I don't care. Skillet? Skillet? The skillet, the iron skillet. Yeah, iron I think skillet, that's something like Who that. Who cares? Who cares about <clears throat> these schools? Um, we have SMU heading. TC, uh, SMU has three very passionate fans. Yeah, all three of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that one guy that kept telling me that if, if the Big 12 only had the Dallas market, how amazing we would be. Yeah. Um, anyway, SMU heads across the Metroplex um, to face off against uh, TCU. Uh, um, Matt, who takes on the Iron Skillet. This is a revenge game. You know, this is this is a grudge game, too, because remember, Sonny Dykes, Sonny Dykes was the coach at SMU uh, before TCU. I'm going to think I'm going to go SMU. You're going SMU on this one. All right. Yeah, I think so. All right, so I'm going to split from you here too, and I'm going with. I mean, they I'm almost they almost beat them last year. They did, and they beat them the year before. 
Yeah, so I mean, it's not like this is a, a easy dub for TCU. Correct, you know, but it is at home, and I, I, I don't know. I just my vibes are telling me TCU probably wins this one. So now we're, we're now we're matched up. We're both at three and one. All right. Um, next up, TCU stays at home. Um, they welcome in the team that you and I both, I think, agree is the worst team in the Big Twelve. The rest of the media agreed this was the worst team in the Big Twelve. Um, and that's the West Virginia Mountaineers. Matt, do you see West Virginia grabbing a conference win here? No, uh, mostly because this is in Fort Worth, and like we, like I said, I just don't think they're going to be very good. Yeah, I think West Virginia is terrible, so I'm going to agree with you there. So we're both four and one now, heading in to the first road game. Uh, or no, this will be their second conference road game because they do play Houston on the road. Um, they head up to Jack Trice Stadium in Ames, Iowa to face off against the Iowa State Cyclones. Again, we covered this game a couple of weeks ago. It is at home for Iowa State, but you and I both picked TCU to win this one on the road. Yes, sir. Moving, All right. Moving along. Let's keep it moving, man. Um, all right. Next up, BYU. Again, this one's at home for TCU, so they don't have to go up to Provo, which, again, man, what a tough place to play. Uh, I don't remember what we said about this one. I didn't start taking notes until we did the next episode, but I have committed that during my drive up for media days, I will listen to the BYU episode um, and and note down what we did so I can remember it moving forward and see where we've contradicted ourselves so far. Anyway, BYU on the road at TCU. Um, Matt, I'm going to take, I'm going to take TCU to win this one. Me too. I mean, most, and I'm again. I'm saying uh, the being in Fort Worth is going is carrying a lot of weight on this one, yeah. but but I'm yeah. Going they with should the... they should have a lot of fans this year coming off of the season that they had last year. Now, Matt, that means both you and I. Now that TCU has played seven games, we both have TCU as bowl eligible already at six and one. Probably going to be highly ranked at this point in the year. Um, everybody's talking about like, oh, how amazing they are. Um, and we both have them undefeated in conference play because you picked their loss to SMU. I picked their loss to Colorado. But Matt, let's head off. They head on the road for the first time or for the third time, sorry, in conference play to a team that they have uh, revenge on their minds against the defending Big 12 champions who beat TCU um, in a similar fashion to the way that Baylor won the Big 12 the year before, um, really on a heartbreaking play for TCU at the end. Um, Kansas State, will they defend their home turf? Well, we talked about this one last uh, last week when we went over both Kansas schools, and so we already picked this one. Matt, you picked Kansas State to lose this game. I picked Kansas State to win. So that would tell me you've now got TCU at 7-1, and one, and I've got them at 6-2. and two. That's what it appears. All right, man. Now the rest we don't we don't have any any more games that we picked already. Four games left um, after Kansas State. They do get an off week, but they've got eight straight games before their off week. I, I really think that's another big reason. I, I think Kansas State absolutely wins that game because he's going to be gassed. Um, but they they head into that off week, then they head on the road again, a tougher game, uh, or, you know, than than a number that they've had on their schedule so far at Texas Tech against the fight and Joey McGuire's. It's going to be a November game. There's no love lost between these two schools and these two fan bases either. So I think Texas Tech is going to be fired up to be playing this one 
And it's one of the few late game, uh, late season games that we already have a time for. This game is going to be a night game in Lubbock, six Eastern on Fox, uh, Fox sports one FS one. So we already know this is a night game at, at Jones. Um, so I'm looking at this and I absolutely think Texas tech wins this game. Give me the cactus emojis. Cactus emojis all day. Wreck them. Go beat up on those horned frogs. Every Baylor fan that hate Texas Tech is going to love them for just, just a few hours when they play TCU. I love yep. it. All right, Matt. TCU then finally gets to head back home, but it doesn't get any easier as they welcome in who the media picked as the number one team in the Big 12 this year, the Texas Longhorns. Matt, does TCU have a chance to beat Texas at home? Uh, no, Texas wins. Texas wins. I agree. So see, here's, here's what's happening. We got, I've got them losing three in a row. Now you've got them losing two in a row now. Um, and guess what, Matt, it doesn't get any easier. They stay at home. It's their last home game of the year. It's the revivalry. It's the Holy war. Baylor bears, Texas Christian horn frogs, Matt, who wins? Baylor. Because two main reasons. One, we got to win one eventually. And two, it's odd year Baylor, man. You it's can't, odd year. You yes. can't beat odd year Baylor. Do you want to know? I have, I have, I actually have a good, really excellent reason why Baylor is going to win this game. Give it to me. Fuck TCU. That's why. <laughs> Your logic is sound. <laughs> and I appreciate it. Yeah. You know. Prove me wrong. All right. Finally, last game of the year, head on the road to Norman, Oklahoma, to face off against the Oklahoma Sooners. Matt, who wins, OU or TCU? OU. OU wins. Finishes off playing TCU with a W. Got it. So you officially have your TCU squad at 7-5. and five. Mm-hmm. I am going to break away from you here on this last one. I think TCU puts it together. They don't end up on a five-game losing streak to end the year. Um, They snag this one, and I actually am going to agree with you, though, on the record. That officially puts me at seven and five as well. So I think think the Horned Frogs, a highly disappointing year. I think they're going to be so hyped up because they're going to win a bunch of games at the front end of the year. They're like, oh, my God, we're going to do it again, and they're going to hit this the back end of the schedule where they've got three other Texas schools and OU to close out the year. All three of the Texas schools and OU absolutely want to beat the hell out of TCU. And I think three out of four are going to get it done. So not, not a good way to close out the year. Lots of bragging rights out the window for TCU folks when they go to work, because they're going to be going to work against Baylor bears. They're going to be going to work with Longhorns. They're going to be going to work with Sooners and they're going to be going to work with Red Raiders when they're in the Dallas area. We all know that when they beat BYU, they got nobody to talk trash to wherever they go. Then their friend group, they don't have BYU. They don't have BYU friends. So plus you got them losing to SMU. So that's even worse for them. Yeah. I just think it's not going to be a repeat of last year. And no, they, there was, a, that was lightning in a bottle, 100%. And, and I, I'll respect for doing it. My team hasn't. So, yeah, they had, they had close up. game luck. And, but you ain't Georgia. And also, like, I, I've seen this with Baylor on two separate occasions in 2019 
and in 2021 when Baylor had close game luck and made it to the Big 12 championship game. Those next two years, there was a, there was a step back. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think there's going to be as big as Baylor was in in 2020. And there, there's yeah, there, there's of, not going to be a there's um, not going to be a global a pandemic. pandemic going on. But I think you're going to see more like what happened to Baylor last year from 2021 to 2022 when you go from 12 wins to six. So, yep, I agree with you. So that's it. We both have a seven and five Horned Frog team, uh, which I think is going to be kind of upper middle part of the Big 12 this year. So anyway, Matt, that's that's sports for the night. That's sports. Yeah. And and I don't know. We don't have to go too much longer, but I, I did start watching something new and it's absolutely not the thing I told you I would start watching, which makes sense for us. Um, but. Uh, spoiler alert. We're going to move on into the, the fun part of the episodes, pop culture stuff. What we're watching lately, Matt, I'm just going to dive in. I started watching The Silo on Apple. Okay. I've heard good have you, things. Have you seen this show? I haven't seen it, no. Okay. I never watched the show Lost, but I feel like that's maybe the best way to describe what the show is. If okay. I, I feel like if you were into Lost, you would be into the show. So like, there's like an air of mystery around what's actually going on and correct. Okay. So the basic premise of the show, and I'm, I'm halfway through season one. There's only one season of it. I'm five episodes in Um, the basic premise is you've got roughly 10,000 people that are living in what would be basically an underground fallout shelter. That's in the shape of a silo spiral staircase. You have to walk the stairs. There's no elevators. There's no mechanized moving up and down. Um, so like going from the top to the bottom can take like a day or more of just walking up and down stairs. So, um, but yeah, that's the basic premise is you've got 10,000 people that live and they have this, like their own society and they have no knowledge of why they're in there. They have no knowledge of what the outside world is like, other than that they believe if they open the doors that the air out there is poisoned and it will kill everybody inside the silo. Um, And the reason they know nothing is because I think about 140 years before the events in the show are happening, there was some kind of rebellion that happened in the silo. And in that rebellion, all the records were destroyed. So all the people that exist now have no knowledge of of what they call the before times or before the rebellion. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of the premise. And then there's like murder mystery stuff that kind of goes on and then like what's the actual meaning and people questioning like what's reality what you know like that kind of it's that kind of show so very cool i think you would enjoy it i may check it out i've heard some good things about it um i know it's based on a book book series i guess and i've heard some like mixed reviews on the book on the source material so but yeah it's got a great cast so it's got yeah coach yost from Remember the Titans. <clears throat> it's got Common. I mean, you know who that is. Um, the I would say the person that has become the main character now. She was in Dune. So she was um, uh, Paul's mom in Dune, I believe is where she came from. Uh, Rebecca's mom from Ted Lasso is in it. Uh, Tim Robbins is in it. So, yeah, it's it's got a pretty solid cast of characters. Um, I just I actually just watched an episode where um, 
I think it was Malarkey from Band of Brothers was in it. Um, let me make sure it was Malarkey, but I'm like 90% sure it was Malarkey. Um, no, it wasn't Malarkey. Who was it? Which, what's, which is the guy in Band of Brothers that does the impressions? Oh, that was uh, Luz. Yes. Fred Luz. Yes, he, yes, he was in it. Okay, cool. But uh, but yeah, it's got it's got a really cool cast. Um, it's one of those things where I'm really fighting reading the spoilers. Um, George Luz, that was George uh, Luz. That's what it was. Yeah, you're. I'm sorry, but uh, it's one of those shows where I'm sitting there watching it. And I'm like, do I just Google it? Like, I want to know what's behind that door. Do I just Google it and look it up, or do I do I watch it? So it has like Rashida Jones from The Office. Yes. And Parks and Rec. Yes. I'm looking at the cast right now. Jorah fucking Mormont's in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jorah is in it. I forgot about that. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was sitting there watching it and I was like, I was like, it, I, I kind of saw his profile and I, I, I'm watching it with my wife. That's why I haven't just watched the whole thing so far. Um, but I, I was like, is that Jorah? And she goes, I don't know. And then it showed, I was like, oh, yeah, that's Jorah. And what's really cool is you get flashbacks that Jorah's in. So you get young Jorah. Like CGI, like computer altered DH Jorah. Yeah, and Rick Gomez is the actor that played uh George Luz. Luz. He's yeah. in it. And uh yeah. He's got they... a beard. It, it so like that's why I had to do a double take. I was like, is that I was like, is that him? And it was yeah, it is him. Awesome. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. Like I said, I heard good things from other people. So the consensus is it's a it's a good show. And even some podcasts I listened to that weren't covering it, they got like inundated with requests. So they've gone back and kind of like are covering it. So so yeah, I'm gonna definitely check it out. Sounds like it may be up uh, uh right up my alley. Yeah, it's 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 cool. Like I um I would say I did I watch have to Lost get up super early for work tomorrow. I might actually I may I may go watch one more episode. I may do it. I did watch Lost, but I I didn't finish it. I, I like checked out. Never watched Lost because I think there's like six, maybe not that many. There's a lot of seasons. It's like double digit seasons of Lost. I all I remember about Lost was like I remember having friends that were watching it at the beginning, and I just remember everybody wanting to know what a uh, what was inside some kind of hatch. That's all. That's literally yeah. the only thing I know is like there was a. A smoke monster, a polar bear, and a hatch. Those are the things I know about Lost. So I was wrong. There's six seasons of Lost. It felt like more. But yeah, no, my wife watched Lost and she loved it. I just never. So I was in the room. It was being watched. I just wasn't paying attention. Gotcha. After a while. I feel like, I don't know. Again, that's all I know about Lost. But yeah, I mean, it's a show about like, is where we're existing and what we know about it real? Is there some other meaning? Is thinking that there's some other, like... You know, that's the thing is, of course, it's like can, the, the core question is, can we leave or not? Like, it's like that lady on the plane who who said that dude wasn't real. What are you talking about? You haven't seen that? No. So this, so this is 4th of July weekend. This woman was on an airplane at DFW and it was taxiing out to like take off and she gets up and she says she's getting off this plane because the guy she's sitting by wasn't real she's like i don't care what you say that motherfucker isn't real and they had to taxi back to the terminal 
to let her out. And essentially, everyone had to get off and get on a new plane. Imagine being the guy. <clears throat> and so this has spawned like a bunch of conspiracy, like <laughs> on TikTok is like, like, was there a shapeshifter or a reptile person or, you know, all these like crazy theories on this plane? I was like, it's just it's a probably just thing. a crazy person. Yeah. Or <laughs> but yeah. So no, like that's the drugs. core. So that's the core question of the silo is it's like, can I really go outside or not? Like, is it really bad out there? And, um, and so like, I, I can't quite put my finger on like the answer being yes. Like, of course, this is some grand conspiracy and you could go out and it's like, you know, I don't know, something like the village is the twist, but I'm like, part of me is also like, but what if the twist is like, they like they aren't lying and you actually really can't go outside and like you thinking that you can go outside. There's some conspiracy here. Keeping you here is actually what like the bad thing is like, I don't know. Uh, I am interested to see what happens, but since it's already been greenlit for a second season, I'm hoping that this isn't just like a no answers season one. Like that would be really annoying. I want answers. That's all I want. I have a feeling you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see. I don't know. I have no knowledge. But yeah, you uh, wouldn't say I have a feeling if you I I, I know you now. If you're going to give me spoilers, you you would be like, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah, or I'd be very caged and be like, we'll see what happens. <laughs> anyway, I'm not watching anything particularly different. I'm still watching Secret Invasions and The Bear. That's pretty much the only things that I'm like weekly watching. Mm. And the the Bear, I think, is a They've released all the episodes, so I'm just kind of watching it as I go. But um, uh, I, I did went, watch The Witcher. I see. I haven't got. I still haven't got around to that yet. So it's a very short season because it's a part one. There's, yeah, there's a part like two of two. the season coming. So at least I have another section that has like Henry Cavill in it. Yeah, and I'm really, I really want to keep watching it. Like it's, it's been a good season. I've enjoyed it a lot. Okay, I'm gonna check it out because I, I love the first two seasons i i think this this is it has it does not have near the action and fighting that the other seasons have but it's got a lot more like political intrigue and investigation kind of thing not very many monsters not much witcher action going on i like season one probably better than season two of the witcher but i was kind of i was kind of digging that way they played with time so I, i liked it yeah, no, this is very straightforward. This is a very straightforward season, and it's very political. It's Again, not. That's what I liked about Game of Thrones is the the political part of it. So yeah, I I will say like I think they could throw in a couple of extra monsters or two in here, but beyond that, it's 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 All a right. fun show. Uh, mo- most of the time, things like that are due to like budgetary concerns. They may not have the yeah, budget often. budget for monsters. That's why you have battles at night because we have to hide bad CGI. I'm looking at you, Game of Thrones. But yeah, I went and saw um, a movie, a children's movie with my daughters. That's about it. What children's movie? So it's called Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken. Are you familiar with this movie? No. 
Oh, no, I, I did see, I think, a trailer for it when okay. I went to see Spider-Man. Yes, yes, that's where I saw the trailer as well. So, yeah, so I went and saw that with uh, some it looked very 11, dumb. 11 and 12-year-olds. So Was it was it very dumb? Uh, I was on my phone most of it, so I really don't know. It was <laughs> it was what it was. It's fine. So it is it is for kids. So all very much is, like a, labels is, don't mean anything. It's it was also very. I mean, I would say this: the main character's best friend uh, is, I guess, it would be considered like a lesbian character. So I mean, that was that was cool. You know, it was very inclusive. So I enjoyed that part of it. Have you seen the movie Elemental yet? No. I'm tempted to see it. So I think I'm I'm saving up my movie going experiences for next week when Oppenheimer comes out. Well, I mean it's two weeks away. Is it two weeks? Dang it. Yeah. Or a All week right. and a half. It's on the twenty first. I already have my tickets, so So yeah, I'm gonna go see Oppenheimer, but I've heard crazy things about people who have seen it. They're like, This is a horror movie. I was like I can't wait. Um, I uh, I already have my tickets for Oppenheimer. So yeah, that's the next film I'm probably gonna go see is Oppenheimer. I haven't seen Indiana Jones. Yeah, I have no plans to. The Dial of Destiny. I mean, that'll be like on Disney Plus, like in two months or something. Yeah, for sure. And then I still haven't seen The Flash, and again, that'll be on Max, like relatively short order, so I can wait. So um, but yeah. That's about it for me. Not a lot on that on the watching front going on. I do have some bad news though, Joe. Which is Vlad Guerrero won the home run derby. So that uh-huh. means that means he's going to be uh or bad news for the uh for Blue Jays fans. Blue Jays fans because now he's gonna suck. He's gonna he's gonna be spent for the rest of the year. So But yeah, that's all I got. That's all I got to. Uh, I did see one review that says I got to see the movie recently, and I can tell you with certainty this is Chris's best movie by far. It's got everything firing on all cylinders. That's a great cast. I mean, like top notch. I just, I'm really excited for it. So, you know, I can't wait. All right. Yeah. Well, we got another episode coming this week, Matt. I will see you tomorrow, dude. Absolutely. And uh, where can people find you, Joe, if they want to? You can find me on Twitter at the underscore Joe underscore Goodman. I don't know. Maybe I'll do threads or something someday. I'm in no rush right now. Um, and you can also find a couple of articles I wrote, wrote recently on rdailybears.com. Matt, where can the people find you? You can find me on threads, Matt D. Workman. No underscores anymore, huh? No underscores. Or you can find the podcast on Twitter at the Barrett Pod. I think I'm going like... Like I'm a, th- I think I'm a Threads guy. Got it. Well, build a podcast thread account. Well, I'd have to build a podcast Instagram account first. See, that's what's stupid to me. I don't want to create. I, I, I hate. I hate that. I hate it. Do you have an Instagram? No, I've never had an okay. Instagram. I've always had one, but uh, Twitter was yeah. always my social media. That was just it. Like I did Twitter. Like Man. I stopped. I stopped doing fo- Facebook after like 2007. I didn't do Facebook anymore. So I will say this. I'm going to go down with Twitter. Like, I'm still – I'm not going to abandon it like like I did Facebook. So, like, I'm going to stay on there. I do find myself checking threads more than Twitter this week. 
it's it's grown super fast. I think there's like a hundred million people already signed up. Um, I th- I think this is the one that could, especially considering the internal things going on at Twitter with their their owner and some of the decisions that have been made, and their lack of staffing or general smart business practices. Um, thread and because it is you know it. It is a meta product, so you know you kind of have to hold your nose and and take that. But it's the one that's the closest thing that could like end the Twitter stranglehold on social media. Gotcha. All right. Well, but, we'll see. Maybe I'll agree. We'll see. You can also hit me on Blue Sky. <laughs> anyway, I'm on. I have too many social media accounts, Joe. Matt's everywhere, guys. I am everywhere. Posting the same Star Wars. Until you hear from us later this week from Big 12 Media Days. Matt, second bear. Network. Smoothie King's new lemonade lineup is here. Lemonade, lemonade, the Smoothie King way. Try a strawberry guava lemonade SK refresher. Over ice. A power up in a cup. Energize. Or a blueberry lemonade smoothie. Blend it up in your cup. Made with real fruit, real juice for a real sipping good summer. Yum, yum, gotta get some. Smoothie King's new lemonade lineup. All for a limited time. Who's thirsty?